Hey, y'all. Aubrey and I had the best time talking about prayer walking and how to make it a habit. We talk about the physical, emotional, and spiritual benefits, what prayer walking can look like, and practical tips to make it happen. But before we get into the episode, we wanted to say thank you to those who filled out our podcast survey last season so that we can bring y'all the content you're looking for to integrate your faith and health. Thanks to Dana at Whole Self Care, Tiffany Ramirez, Lacey Rockmore, and my mom, Vicki Daniel. More shout outs to come next week. All right, here's the episode. Hey, friends, welcome to the Joyful Health Show. I'm Aubrey, registered dietitian, and I'm Casey, a personal trainer. And together, we're here to help you discover joyful health by grace. Hi, and welcome to this week's episode of the Joyful Health Show. This week is super fun because I get to interview my co-host here, Casey Schuler. So hi, Casey. Hello. Yeah, and we're talking about how to develop a prayer walking practice. So before we get into the nitty gritty, Casey, if you don't know her, is an author, ACSM personal trainer, Revelation Wellness Fitness instructor, and is, of course, the co-founder of the Joyful Health Collective. Her mission is to help women find lasting health by starting with grace and finding joy and movement. She lives with her husband and two daughters and dog in Athens, Georgia, <laughs> and would love to connect with you at joyfulhealth.co or on Instagram at Casey B. Schuler. I added the dog part. Um, also, Casey, this topic, it's been something I think we've written a blog or you've written a blog post about, mm-hmm. um, and it's been one of our most popular blog posts. But for people who aren't familiar with prayer walking, can you just kind of shine a light on what it is and why we're even doing an episode on this? Yeah, for sure. I mean, prayer walking simply is connecting with God on a walk. So I didn't want to say this is how exactly to do it because there are surprisingly and thankfully a lot of resources out there on ways that you can structure a prayer walk because sometimes we need a guide to kind of get started um, to start connecting with the Lord when we get out there and start walking like what do I even say or how do I pray what do I pray for what if I get distracted you know so we do want to um, give y'all some ideas some ways that it has looked for both of us and to be able to create a way to develop a practice of prayer walking if this is something that you're interested in and that you just um to we will want to bridge that gap for you of okay this is how you can get started with that practice in a way that is joyful and not stressful sure yeah there are as many ways to prayer walk as there are unique individuals in the world mm. um and i think that's so great to point out we just want to help you kind of find what works for you mm-hmm. because we've seen this habit or practice be very fruitful um so casey can you talk about scientifically 
why we're talking about walking in general as a habit. Why I know this season, if you guys haven't um, caught on, we are trying to kind of dive into different practices and habits that are not focused on weight, but are fruitful for our eternal health and our physical health here on earth. So Mm -hmm. dive a little bit into that, Casey. Yeah, for sure. And a lot of these health habits are humble habits that allow us to experience the wholeness of Christ in us, because that is the way of the Lord Um, laying his life down in this unseen way. um, A lot of these habits are not flashy. um, They're not Instagram worthy. It's just that secret relationship with the Lord, you know, that behind closed doors, that um, in the heart that no one else can see, but it creates fruit that last um, where we can experience that peace with God wherever we go. So um, we are also kind of diving into some of the Blue Zones research, which um, catalog some of the longest living people in the world and what are those habits that they have. And across the world, no matter what culture people are in, um, this is the one of the principles of the Blue Zones. And I'm going to just go ahead and read it from their website. And it says, the world's longest living people don't pump iron, run marathons, or join gyms. Instead, they live in environments that constantly nudge them into moving without thinking about it. They grow gardens and don't have mechanical conveniences for house and yard work. Um, So walking is just one of those connecting movements that we do (laughs) to get from here to there. And so with the Lord, it helps us to connect with him. And that's what prayer is. It's connection, um, getting us from here to him. And Jesus is that connection point for us. And the Holy Spirit um, is the way that we connect. And also one of the principles of intuitive eating, which we um, which we really enjoy the research of, one of the principles of intuitive eating is joyful movement. And there is little else more joyful and easy to step into than walking. It's accessible for most people. And we can talk about it too. If, well, what if I can't even get out and walk? Because there have been times that I've experienced that as well. And I know a lot of people in the world don't have um, the privilege of mobility as well. So um, just some of, and I have been doing some continuing education um, with ACSM, which is just a personal training certification. And so they send me magazines. And one of the most recent magazines was about green exercise and about walking with your dog. And so I was like, wow, this is perfect. So I just wanted to share with you some of the scientific benefits of walking and particularly walking outside, um, which is what is called green exercise. Um, So some of the benefits of walking outside are reduced stress with lower concentrations of stress hormones, better sleep, reduced symptoms of depression and anxiety, greater feeling of happiness, well-being, and overall life satisfaction, reduced aggression, lower rates of diabetes, lowered pulse rate and blood pressure, improved immune function, improved post-operative recovery. So if you've um, been injured and have had surgery, walking is a great way to recover um, and then increase longevity. And so we can talk about lots of the other benefits as we go too, but, um, and spiritually, it is a way to practice integrity of 
doing what we believe. And walking is just um, one of the ways that the Bible talks about our relationship with God, like that active relationship that we are walking with the God, we are walking in the spirit. Um, so it's just a way to integrate our faith and health. And that is what we do here <laughs> at Joyful Health. Yes. And I love um, the idea if it's, if it's accessible to you to be walking outside and doing this prayer walk, because we're connecting with our bodies through the walking, we're connecting with the Lord through prayer and we're connecting with creation by being outside. So um, that's just such a beautiful picture. And I, while you're talking, I was, I got distracted because I was looking up this, um, this quote I think it's by Dr. Caroline Leaf, but she talks about research that shows that 12 minutes of prayer a day for eight weeks can like significantly change your brain. And as you're talking about, you know, walking, helping with depression and anxiety, I was thinking, and when we're doing that combined with the act of prayer, um, you know, 12 minutes a day for eight mm -hmm. weeks, like that's pretty powerful. Um, so that's why we're excited to talk about this act of prayer walking. Mm -hmm. um, and so why don't we kind of dive into what this can look like? What are some different um, ways that you've seen prayer walking work for people, maybe in your own life and then maybe in like clients or friends' lives? Yeah, for sure. Um, and I remember writing the posts about how to pray or walk your neighborhood. And then I also included like your house, your church, your home. And so I realized, oh, you don't, we don't have to just go on a walk in our neighborhood. We walk around our house and we can pray over our house because that like who else is praying over our own house, our own space. Mm. Um, and so I started creating a practice of prayer walking during the pandemic um, it was one way to get out of the house and also to um, to pray for our world and our nation. I felt helpless and hopeless in a lot of those seasons. And so getting to walk was just one way to um, enter in to, okay, Lord, what are you doing here? Um, I need, I need to, um, I need to focus and being outside of our environment um, and being in God's creation can help us to um, tune in and can help our brains to to tune out of like that ruminating phase. Um, it kind of it quiets that part of our brain. And so I was able to pray for the, as I was praying for like the world at large, um, I was meeting lots of neighbors. And so a lot mm -hmm. of other people in the neighborhood were out walking too, because you know, their life had been turned upside down. They might not be at work physically. Um, they may be working from home. And so they, this is a way for them to get out too. And so it was just a beautiful picture of, okay, I feel so disconnected from the earth and from God's purposes and questioning what he's doing here. But at the same time, he was showing me literally, Hey, I'm connecting you with the people here. What do you already have right now? Who would you already have right now in this neighborhood? And so this is a way for you to connect with them. And so walking became, it, it wasn't even about fitness, although I know that it is a wonderful benefit, um, but it, it came after, you know, it's like seek first the kingdom and all of these things will be added to you. And so my, I made a point to pray over every house um, and I have some different strategies for doing this and we can 
talk about that as well. Um, and then if I met a person, um, sometimes I would say, Hey, I'm, I'm doing a prayer walk. Is there anything I can pray for you for? And that, I mean, most people would say yes, even if they may have felt a little awkward at first. Um, and they would say, Oh, I want to pray for this. And sometimes, you know, and you can kind of tell body language and cues of like, Oh, it would be cool for, to pray for them right here. Or thank you. I'm going to pray for you as I walk, you know, um, and just bless them in that way. And so I, you know, and that really lit me up and, and gave me so much joy to keep doing it. Um, and so now it looks a little bit different. Now it is for stress relief, um, to take care of my dog and take her on walks. And it's something that I don't have to think about. It's like, Oh, I can just get out of the house. I know that I have a 10 minute loop that I can do. And it just resets and energizes me, um, for when I kind of feel stuck in my head during the day. So yeah. What about you? I know that you've talked about doing this as well, of just getting outside, how it's been so helpful for you. Yeah, for sure. Um, I actually just really started doing this like consistently, I would say, um, as a habit this year. And it's been like, you know, half of the year mm-hmm. and I love it. I look forward to it so much. Um, we, I do it outside in the morning, first thing in the morning, it really helps me with my mood. Mm-hmm. Um, I think like, I really noticed just like an improvement in my anxiety and my stress levels and, you know, my patience levels throughout the day with my children, when I can get out and be outside and be listening to worship music. Um, I know for me, it also helps. It, it's kind of like it play it kills two birds with one stone if that's the right phrase <laughs> but I walk my giant horse of a dog for 30 <laughs> minutes in the morning and she is way less hyperactive throughout the day yeah so um I yeah and I started doing that and I just yeah I blare my worship music in my ears and it's early enough that sometimes I sing and I live out in the country so I don't get to run into my neighbors. That is so sweet. I never have heard that story and that's awesome. Um, But I just kind of have some alone time before the kids get up. And I also will use that time. I just so many times when I'm listening to worship music, it just draws me into praise and looking at the sunrise and I'll just verbally praise the Lord for the day, for whatever's happening in my life, um, for all the good things. And then sometimes I have... Verses that I am specifically trying to rewire my thinking with, um, and I will pray those out loud too. Mm. Um, so it might be like, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Um, those are just some specific things I use right now as a mom of mm. littles. Mm-hmm. And that also kind of, so that's why that rewiring of your brain with 12 minutes of prayer has really proven like true for me. I think it just, it really changes my thought process throughout the rest of the day. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I personally, I use it for like praise to get my mindset on praise, to get my mind set on God's word before the day starts going. And then I also feel so much better physically being outside and getting to kind of walk. Um, and I think it's funny not to go on a tangent, but <laughs> <laughs> I used to like just so look forward to this time of year right now in the fall so that I could run mm-hmm. um, when I was a runner because it was like the only time where it was cool enough where it felt good. And I'm like thinking about that right now. And I'm like, wow, but I actually enjoy walking so much more mm-hmm. <laughs> and I feel so much better throughout the day. And I know that could be you might have a different um, 
love for that. You might love running and you might enjoy it and do it in a, in a healthy way for yourself. But um, yeah, Mm -hmm. I also wanted to say, you know, as we're talking about different ways that you walk and um, whether it's inside or outside or the reasons that you do it, I thought of Casey's book, um, Move for Joy. Am I getting that? Why do I always want to say joy? Move for Joy. Yes. And she talks about different um, fitness motivators. And I even think when it comes to your prayer walking style, um, that that might be something helpful to connect with in her book is just figuring out what is your fitness motivator um, or, you know, what is your joy goal? Why do you move? Um, And that can kind of help you tailor how you Mm. do this practice. Yeah. And I think that um, is a great segue into developing the practice because first we have to pinpoint um, how this is meaningful for us. So, um, and if you want to take notes, um, we have these joyful movement habit worksheets on our website, joyfulhealth.co slash freebies. You can just enter your email and get those worksheets. And I'm going to kind of talk through these. um, But if you want to work through them as I talk through them, you can pause this, go ahead and print those out. Um, or after this podcast, if you're like, oh, that's sounding great. I need to figure out what that looks like for me. Then those are there on our website. Um, and so, yeah, being able to connect meaning um, allows it to be something that it's not an extrinsic, it's not an outside of yourself, but it comes from um, what God has already planted within you. So it's not like you're creating this new thing, you are stepping into who you already are. And there is grace and a sense of relaxation with that of, oh, this is already who I am. So how can I, um, how can I make it a tangible practice? So number one is to make it meaningful. So in the worksheets, there are a few different meanings that are associated with some of those motivators that are outlined more in that book um, as well. But a few of them are, do I want um, on this walk, do I need to just feel healthy? Do I need to connect with my need to be healthy? Do I need to connect with a need to be calm? Do I need to connect with a need to be um, successful? And successful in walking is putting one foot in front of the other. And so it creates this confidence um, in your body and carries on for the rest of the day. Um, And a lot of times for me, I need to be aligned with God's will for me and okay, I need to be aligned with purpose. And so um, how can I rejoice always give thanks in all things, um, pray continually. And so that summer one is to make it meaningful. So Aubrey, what would you say? Um, so for you, it's turned into, it sounds like a time to praise. Um, is that primarily why you started the practice or did you continue the practice because you really enjoyed it? I think I primarily started it um, for like the stress relief benefits and to have time to to pray with God, to connect with him because I was having a hard time like finding quiet time there, but I continue it. Um, I continue it because of some of that, just the positive fruit I've seen from praising and from and praying scripture. Yeah. Yeah. So I love that. So you started off with a need to, I need to, (laughs) I need to relieve some stress. I need to get out and I need to pray. Um, And so this allows me to do that. And walking movement really does help us stay on track um, with prayer 
I know a lot of times we think of prayer being like, I have to be on my knees by my bedside at night in the morning or, you know, whatever it looks like. But when we are walking, we can stay on track um, a little bit easier. And it, it does set our brain up to be able to focus more too. Okay. So number two is to make it obvious. Um, so in the worksheets, you can choose a time and a place, but I would also say for me, it's no longer, okay, I'm going to walk at this time. Um, I'm in a season of life where I'm trying to take a lot of things away from the calendar and trying to create um, rest in the schedule so that um, then I can add in things that are life-giving and to be able to ask the Lord, what what is it that you want for me in this season? And so I don't, I'm trying to um, figure out which is a good time to work out um, or to get some movement in. And I'm realizing that my I used to do it in the morning and, um, but I wasn't quite, it, it was taking away from my overall amount of sleep and, um, and sometimes the kids would wake up and I would, you know, it, get kind of frustrated. And so now I'm looking for those, those cues when I need a break or I need to get outside. And I know that I have that 10 minutes. So sometimes it can be like, okay, I'm going to create my ideal calendar. I'm going to put this in like on Google calendar, you can see your whole entire week of when am I going to do this prayer walk and the place. So like I have this 10 minute loop that I know I can do at most times of the day, or if the kids are at home and I, and I, they don't want to go with me, um, then I can just walk up and down the street and say, okay, you can play outside. I can see you, you know, I'm going to be walking up and down this hill. Um, so, so for you, Aubrey, do you have a specific time and a place or do you have cues? Yeah. I would say cues. Um, cause I have, I'm also not a, like, I don't like to live by the clock. I mean, mm-hmm. it ends up being at a similar time every day, just because I have to get up at a certain time to get everything, you know, done. Cause my husband, I do do it while my husband is home so that I can like leave the house and go mm-hmm. fairly far. Um, but it's the cue I get up. I, um, have, usually I'll have some sort of Bible reading or prayer. But if I get up late, I actually skip that part. And I've given myself grace on that because I'm like, you know, what? I'm going to get to connect with the Lord on this prayer walk. Mm-hmm. Um, and I can read my Bible tonight before I fall asleep. Mm-hmm. Um, so but my cue is when I get up, I do like a little like 15 minute strength training workout with my husband. And then I walk my dog. And so mm-hmm. I again, I think the dog is so key because it's just an added, I'm motivated to do things with other people or animals and for other people or animals, Mm. um, mostly people. (laughs) So I need to take her. And so that's just, she's always like, when I'm trying to do my little workout in the morning, she's always like hovering over me. She's so excited to go outside. (laughs) So yeah, it's very, it's very obvious for her, but if I miss it, um, which happens if my husband has to go to work early and I can't leave the house with the kids asleep. I'll either um, walk with my kids later. I'll walk around my deck while they're playing in the backyard. Um, So yeah, I try to, I try to like lose the definition of it needs to be 30 minutes or Mm -hmm. it needs to be look this way and just realize it's just a time to connect with the Lord and connect with my body. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. And so too, we we talk about the word cues. And if you are interested in that, we teach you how to kind of reconnect those natural body cues with what you need in our 12-week 
course, um, which you can sign up for now at any time, um, which are really excited to offer that. So right now I'm really leaning, leaning into the cues of when do I have energy that I want to get out and I want to, and like you were talking about running and I was thinking, oh, fall is a time when I used to run too. And I'm missing that. And that's, and I'm just like, we crave a certain food. I'm like, oh, I, I think I'm craving that movement. And so, and I might go out and see what it, what it'll be like. And, um, and so, and it goes back to the play of, let me play around with it and let's see if I want to run or I want to walk, um, or whatnot. And so that goes into the next part of the worksheets, which is enjoyable, make it enjoyable. Okay. So what do you enjoy? Um, and how can a walk fold that in? So like you talked about walking your dog and part of that is the enjoyment of caretaking. Um, the dog wags their tail and there's that, um, you know, emotional, um, there's a word for this emotional contagion, like dogs are just usually really naturally happy. <laughs> and so, um, <laughs> that joy is contagious. And so they're happy to go on a walk. They're happy that you're taking them and they love being outside. You can, you know, you can see it. And now that we have a dog too, she, you know, she really loves it. Um, except when we put the leash on her, I have a harness. This is also a side note. And as soon as I put the harness <laughs> on her, she freezes and puts her ears back and her head down. Like she can't move. And, and it's the funniest <laughs> thing. And we'll back away like 10 paces and she's still sitting there. Like I, I can't move. If I move outside of this, then I'm going to get hurt. And then as soon as I strap the leash on her, she like moves around, wags her tail is so happy. So it's the funniest thing. So it's like this, it's like this ritual that <laughs> we, that we have and get to laugh over as a family. And, and sometimes my kids will want to go with me and sometimes not. Um, so the, what do you enjoy part for, it can be dogs or you can want to go with people. Um, so sometimes we just need that social connection and walking is such a great way to do that. And we can talk about, um, what a prayer walk looks like. We can talk about it now or or a little bit later, um, I do want to talk about music too. The the benefit of music because Aubrey, you mentioned how you play or worship music, um, and so yes. <laughs> so what I, kind I would... of worship music do you do? You have like a a playlist that you're like, this is my walking worship playlist. Yes. Or okay, <laughs> yes, so I tell do. me about the specifics <laughs> of why you chose that music and why it's good for you for walking. Yeah. Okay. Well, first, I just I have to hit on this. My dog, I kind of resisted having a dog. I wouldn't even call myself a dog person. And sometimes mm -hmm. she does frustrate me on the walk because mm -hmm. it did take like having to really leash train her. Mm -hmm. The big dog is way easier than the small dog we used to have. Um, and yesterday she broke loose off of her leash. And I just was like, she's going to come back, Lord. She's going to come back. I prayed her back. She came back. Well, <laughs> someone dropped her back off. But the thing that really gives me joy is the music, honestly, mm -hmm. um, and being outside, like just those mm -hmm. two things are, I love like listening to worship music. Um, so I listen to Maverick City music, like either the Spotify playlist of like, this is Maverick City music or Maverick City music radio, because <laughs> mm -hmm. it's just the songs that I know and love and worship to in church. And they just connect with me. I want, um, I don't know. I just want to like, I want the words to really be really meaningful. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I totally will listen to the worship songs that are 10 minutes long where you keep seeing the same 
first. And I know some people are like, absolutely not. Don't (laughs) don't play those songs to me. Um, So I listen to that. And then, yeah, I'll also have like albums that I go through that I listen to. So there's one called River by Dara McLean. Dara or Dana? Dara. I'm very bad with names, but I, my, my sister sent that to me and was like, I think this album is for you. And mm-hmm. I, I listened to that over and over. And I listened to, um, Lion is another album I'm listening to by Elevation Worship. Mm-hmm. Um, so I will often either pick, like, I kind of pick one artist actually, now that I'm thinking about it. Um, mm. and I, or one like artist playlist and I listen to it. Casey actually has a prayer list that I, or a Spotify playlist that I really like too. And so we'll sometimes listen to that one. I listen to more in the house when I'm cleaning the running one. <laughs> Maybe it's no, the, uh, Oh, the one you made for our retreat oh, or is it? Aligned. No, you made it for your aligned. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I really like that one as well. Um, but one of them feels more like walky to me. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Use your scientific language. To yeah, no, no, no. yeah. I would love to be able to talk through that too. So there's this, the book called the joy of movement, which a great book, you know, um, but she talks a lot about the science of, of music and why we are so connected to it and it moves us. And so what is mind blowing to me is she says that the annals of sports medicine and research conclude that music is a legal performance enhancing drug. So what music does is it makes, um, it gives us more energy. So athletes will consume less oxygen as they exert themselves. It's almost like music is releasing these like reserves of energy. Um, it helps us, helps people shave off seconds of their time. It makes us faster. You can, runners can tolerate heat and humidity, um, with the music that they enjoy. So This is what she says and what I have also seen to be true about what is the music that moves you is you start off with music that you notice your head bobbing or your feet tapping, something that you notice your body naturally responding to. So you kind of start off with that. um, And then the lyrics are one of the strongest pieces of how you deeply connect with music. And I was saying this to someone and they said, well, what about this um, rap from when I was in middle school and this rap song will come on and I can't connect with the lyrics at all, but I just will belt it out, know every word. (laughs) And so I think part of that is just, it feels familiar and it feels like home. Um, And so like that music that we had when we were younger, it reminds us of those sweet memories of being, of being kids and being known and loved. And, and now I realize that I'm picking music and lyrics that I can identify with and I can choose as like my life anthem. Um, and so, and there are certain like beats per minute that work better with walking. Like for example, between 125 and 140 beats per minute is best for walking. Um, and I have a running playlist that's much faster, but it's all inspirational music. (laughs) It's like, I want to run and fly and touch the sky type of music. Um, and so do you kind of relate with, with some of those things of like, Oh, when I hear this music, it, you know, makes my head bop or it sounds like you relate with an artist and you can kind of go from there. Is that right? Yeah, I would definitely say connecting with the lyrics, like it's 
personally, like if the lyrics personally touch me, um, then I will listen to that over and over and over again. And then also, yeah, like bopping my head to it. And I, I think about songs that play from your childhood. I was just having this discussion with my husband the other day, forget what song came on, but it's a song that they like always play at sporting events. So they always played Mm -hmm. it at swim meets growing up. And he said they always played it at his track meets too. And that song soundtracks. (laughs) Yeah, basically. But the, the song, I can't remember again what it was, but it actually made me like nervous. I was like, this isn't a this isn't a positive memory oh. song. This is a song that I, they would play during it's triggering warm-ups. performance anxiety. <laughs> right. Yeah. So I found that funny, but then there was other songs that I would choose to listen to before a swim meet. Mm-hmm. And those ones had more like positive because I was in the mood to like, listen to the song and I chose it and it was a favorite mm-hmm. um, versus like things that were played just while I was nervous. So anyways, yeah. I find that all very interesting. Yeah. Those are things to pay attention to too. Yeah. Like how does it like noticing, how does it make you feel in your body? Do I, does it make my stomach hurt a little bit or does it make me want to get out there and find some adventure? Um, I do have a lot of adventure songs on my playlist as well. And so that is one of the other enjoyable pieces of, okay, if you enjoy adventure, um, where can you walk that feels a little bit adventurous? Is it going to be a new trail? Um, you know, a new hiking path in in your community, something like that. So find something that is enjoyable. Okay, there are three more that we'll just kind of hit on. Um, make it easy, make this habit easy. Um, so, and these are also based on um, the book Atomic Habits. And we have added a little bit more and um, added, adjusted them a little bit, but make it easy. So what is one thing you can do to set yourself up and make this habit easy? So um, it sounds like for you, you do it in the morning. Do you do something to set up that habit? Like, do you put out clothes? Do you, um, it sounds like you already have a playlist in hand. So I think that is helpful to already know, okay, this is what I'm going to listen to. This is what I'm going to wear. This is where I'm going to go. You know, you already have that set up. Is there anything that you need to do to set your habit up? Yeah, the the biggest thing is to make sure I have my phone, AirPods, and Apple Watch, which I do use to go on my walk all like charged on my charging station the night before. That's honestly the biggest thing because not having music is a really, um, (laughs) I I really don't look forward to it as much. So yeah, have all that ready to go. And and I am already dressed and ready in the morning. So yeah. Yeah. I know for me, I'm like, a lot of times I've been leaving my phone. I've been trying to leave my phone um, at home. And so I bought this like docking station for all of our devices. And it's been so freeing to leave it at home. Be like, I'm going on a walk. But then I'm like, this is exactly where I'm going to be if you need me. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So I feel a little bit secure in that. But being able to, for me, it's like the enjoyable part is to connect with my surroundings and nature. So like I will pick out the sounds of birds and I will look for, um, you know, like people's houses. I'm like, Oh, I didn't even don't think I've really noticed this house. And have I met that person? And then, um, so really for me, it's like connecting with, with my environment. And so, um, but sometimes if I want to listen to something, yes, I will need to make sure that my headphones are there because, (laughs) A lot of times I'm like, where did I put those headphones? Um, So having an easy place to have all of your things set up um, is a great way to make that a no-brainer. 
Um, okay, so next is satisfying. And so it sounds like for you too, um, you noticed that you enjoyed it. And so you continue that practice. So um, one little tip that we can, um, c- to kind of make this like a, a memorable, tangible practice um, is this is actually in the the continuing education book that it talked about how to connect with nature when you're outside. And it talked about finding like an acorn or something to pick up and hold in your hand, um, either during part of the workout or during the cool down or whatnot. And so I thought, well, what if, what if we just like picked up a stone, um, that was nearby and then you walked with it. And then afterwards you set it, you know, in a pile, kind of the, the Ebenezer stone meaning, um, to thank God for his faithfulness of of bringing us thus far. And so um, did you ever like write in a journal of like, oh, I really enjoyed prayer walking or did you just kind of take a mental note? Mm. I think the journal idea is super great. Um, I didn't do it. (laughs) I I just took a mental note for sure. Like it's something I also, I do have a journal practice where before I pray, I'll write like a few things I'm thankful for. And I have repeatedly written, like, I'm thankful for the good weather. I'm thankful to be outside. Like, I'm thankful that I get to walk outside. So I have like given thanks for it, either Mm -hmm. verbally or in a journal. So that's definitely helped it be more satisfying. Yeah, for sure. And like, well, another plug for our resources, we do have a body blessings journal where we you can notate those things. And the more um, that you reinforce it, whether it's, you know, telling yourself that or putting a stone in a pile or writing it down, um, then you'll remember, oh, this was enjoyable. I want to do this again. Um, and so that can help you overcome the obstacles of, of, you know, oh, it's a little bit colder outside. And then because then you can remember, oh, well, I, my joy of doing this is going to be greater. So I'm going to find some clothes that work for this and then we're going to make it work, you know, because you know that it's going to be worthwhile for you. So um, mm-hmm. I know we've kind of hit our time limit here and I wanted to talk about some of the other ways that this looked, but we do have that blog post of, okay, how does, you know, how do I do a prayer walk? So there's examples of like, you can pray one scripture verse. You can um, pray two words and pray them step by step. You can pray over each house. You can pray for the people that you're um, walking with or passing. Um, So there's lots of different ways that this can look. So I would encourage you to check out that post too, if you want to know a little bit more about what this looks like. Um, Aubrey, do you feel like I covered most of what we wanted to talk about or do you think there's other questions? So um, I just wanted you to touch really quickly on how it looks like, um, how a prayer walk looks with a partner, um, with a friend or with your spouse, or how does that work? Yeah, um, I've really only done this um, once for a season and I want to do it with more people. Um, Well, okay. It's looked a little bit more informal with other people, but, um, so during one season, um, I was teaching fitness classes at church and, um, there was, there were a few people that showed up and then we kind of, they kind of dwindled down after a while. And it was just me and this other girl. And I thought, okay, we are going to, um, and I was really centered on this first when Jesus said, go out where the lake is deep and cast your net. And then when they did, they brought up a whole boatload of fish. And so we, we really took that verse to heart of go out where the lake is deep. And so we would go out, um, 
a little bit farther each time. And what we would do is we would, if we were running, then we would take a scripture and pray it over like that stretch of either houses. We'd be like, okay, um, Hey, you pray this over these until we get to the stop sign and then I'll take over. And so we would have like one scripture that we, um, prayed for. And then when we would be prompted by, by different things, like, oh, there's, it looks like they, that person has kids. And so, um, I'm like trying to, what's an example of, of a scripture that we could, um, pray for is, um, where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. And so we would just pray freedom over that space that we're walking. So, or running, um, walking, we could pray over like a few houses at a time running, you take longer stretches. Um, and so where the spirit of the Lord is, is there's freedom. And so obviously if you're running, you can pray like <laughs> one, one or two words at a time, depending on how fast you're running. Um, and so, so being able to take turns in that way. Um, and we would just, yeah, we would just pray over that's, we just prayed over the houses, but if I've walked with other people and we've kind of talked about like, Hey, what, what can I be praying for you for? And we kind of talk about it and then we just actually pray for it. Okay. Let's just pray now. Um, and then it does, I will say with that, when we pass other people, um, it can feel awkward to be praying out loud because obviously like you don't want to dismiss the other person. You don't want to ignore them. So like if the person is in front of you, then obviously like stop your praying and greet the person, you know? Um, so that is, yeah, that's just one way of, yeah. of how we did it. I could see that being a really cool, um, small group too. If you had like a, or you were on like the prayer team or something at your church and you were like, Hey, let's go out on a walk every, I don't know, every other Saturday and let's just pray for our city. Like, well, let's mm -hmm. actually walk around it. That's a really cool idea too. Um, yes. okay, and I, I will say I, too, just sorry, no, <laughs> so go ahead. The same neighborhood that we, that I prayed for years ago. Um, I switched to, we had got, started going to a different church and now we're going to be in that same, like we're coming back to the same neighborhood. And so it's a really interesting full oh, circle wow. of like, I prayed over all of these streets, all this neighborhood covered in prayer. And now I get to go back and physically be there again. And so, um, and I will say too, that if you're going with a group of people like to, um, walk, you know, like to be able to walk in pairs, it's hard to hear people if you're, if you like have a bunch of people up front. And so it's like, okay, we're going to pray this first. Um, you know, pick a partner and then, and then once, and then we're going to end at this spot and then we'll, you know, have a different verse to pray over or a different spot to pray over. And we've done it too, with young life too. We, before we would go into a high school, um, we would do, we would walk around the school and pray. And with revelation wellness, we do that with events too. just walk in the in entire circles, um, praying over the space, like praying over chairs, praying over yoga mats all that stuff. Oh, I love that. I, I want to make sure that we hit on what if we can't, what if I can't walk right now, whether my neighborhood's not safe or it's below freezing, or I physically can't walk right now. What are a couple other ideas, um, ways that they can move their body and pray at the same time? Yeah. Um, and I would really just say what, instead of how, why, can I not walk? What can you do movement wise? Mm -hmm. So, 
Um, I'm just thinking of a personal example when I was recovering from surgery or, you know, being postpartum, I felt like, well, I can just sit outside and, um, and yeah, turn on music. And then just like, sometimes, you know, I would like lift my arms and I would know that this is a season. And ultimately, like, if I'm not going to be, you know, depending on what your, um, what your mobility level is, we are all going to be, we're all going to run and leap like deer and like calves out of the stall in heaven. And so whatever your mobility level is now, we will walk with the Lord. Um, and so being able to pray that in hope, um, uh, and as we're mo- like movement, it's not just walking, it's not just exercising, it's moving our mouth. So like praying with your mouth and using your voice to sing and, you know, using your eyes to see. And so being able to take that into more of a creative mode of like, okay, not just what you cannot do, but what can you do? Can you, you mm. know, if your neighbor doesn't safe, can you go out and walk in a big box store? And there's plenty of people there that you can pray over, um, plenty of spaces that you can pray over there, or, you know, just put in your headphones too and, and, um, and connect with the Lord. And so, um, yeah, those are just a few ideas. Yeah, I love that. So what can you do? Um, So this episode has been really fun and really information packed, actually. (laughs) Um, So I want you guys to know I'm taking notes and we're going to put all of these books and resources in our blog post at joyfulhealth.co forward slash blog forward slash episode 19. Um, So you can go there, you can see that link in the show notes and um, you can see all of these things. So I know we talked a lot about making a movement habit stick. Um, That worksheet, we have that joyful habit worksheet. So we've been applying that to the prayer walk. So Casey, just to review, the first one was make your prayer walk personally meaningful. Mm -hmm. Number two was make doing your walk obvious. Number three, make it enjoyable. Number four, make it easy. Number five, make the prayer walk satisfying. And then was there a sixth one? Yeah, make it your own. So that's the whole make like your own. be creative. You yeah. know, you might not be able to walk outside in the in the snow right now, but what can you do? Where can you walk? Can you walk inside? Mm-hmm. You know. <laughs> Perfect. Um, All right, guys. Well, we have loved having this conversation. We would love to hear your guys' thoughts. If you're not already in our Facebook community, um, we have a private Facebook community you can join. It's totally free. We talk about the podcast there and we also... um, do monthly live coachings on different topics. Uh, Casey and I do it and our two coaches do it. And so we'd love to connect with y'all there. Again, all this will be in the show notes. But before we go, Casey, would you do us the honor of just praying over all of us and our time moving forward? Yeah, absolutely. Um, Heavenly Father, I thank you that um, you created us to walk with you. Adam and Eve and the garden walked with you um, that we will run and not grow weary. Um, that's what Zephaniah 317 promises us. Um, God, that you sing over us. And so when we walk with you, may we participate, may we be washed um, in worship um, of receiving all that you have for us, God, that we may um, go forward into um, the joy that you have set before us. And I pray for each listener here, if they are wondering, how do I do this? I want to do this, Lord, that you would stir that desire in them, um, that you would be the way. 
um, that you that your word is a um, lamp to our feet and a light to our path, God. And if they um, are following you, God, then um, then there will be nothing um, that they cannot do in you, God. Um, and we thank you for just the whole entire body of Christ that we don't do this alone, um, but that if someone else um, maybe cannot walk or um, or is inside that we would be able to reach out to them and um, figure out how to do this together. And because um, you have created us to be together with you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right, everyone. Until next time, may you rest in his grace and follow the joy. Hey, thanks so much for listening. A very special thank you to all our podcast guests, along with Dwayne Golbeck for podcast editing and Maddox Schuler for writing and recording our podcast music. <laughs>